0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So one of the constants in life, my friend, is change. And the ever-evolving NCAA has a new plan. Let's talk about it. It
1: is a new plan put together by the NCAA president, Charlie Baker, who's the former governor of Massachusetts, decided not to run again, and in my opinion, a brilliant individual. He felt, as did many of the others in college sports, the NCAA was quickly plummeting into irrelevancy. So he's devised a new plan, and I like it, and it does involve the direct payment to the athletes by the very rich schools. It's a little bit on the complicated side, but the very wealthy colleges, and you can imagine which ones they are, the ones that have the huge crowds for college football that bring in millions, if not billions of dollars, they're going to be allowed to form a pool of $15 million each uh, per college, and from that pool will come payment, direct payment to athletes, not just football, but basketball and for the women, because Title IX falls into this too. Okay, the colleges, the very rich ones, are going to be allowed to break away from the NCAA and have their own organization in which they make their own rules, not rules as far as the playing of football is concerned, nor does it necessarily mean they won't play the other teams, they will. But these very wealthy colleges are going to be allowed to pay the players directly. The coach or, or whomever, athletic director, will say, hey, there's uh, Mike Holmes, we'll pay him, we'll him $10,000 a year. And there's Joe Smith over here, we'll pay him 30000 They have that control. And they also will have control of the nil money that comes in. Right now, that's a state-run organization. That's the name, image, and likeness in which the players are rewarded for using their name and so forth and so on. Well, the colleges, these direct, the very wealthy colleges, will control their own nil. So the players are going to get and get out pretty well. This is going to be a, a, a very, it's not radically different because you knew something like this was going to happen. It does have to pass through Congress because the laws are involved here. But it also prevents the players from developing a union and so forth and so on. But Mike, the bottom line is this. These are pros. They are not college. They're not student athletes. They are professional athletes. And they, they need to be treated as professionals. And in a sense, they are. The term student athlete, sure, it applied to some of them. But not all. They are athletes first, students second. And that's the way it should be treated.
0: Um it's interesting because then what do you do about the scholarships and all that stuff I mean you you're letting these kids go to school for free on a you know 80,000 plus scholarship a year and then you're gonna turn around and pay him 30k, 40, 50k a year. It's does it does it change the perception of how we view college athletics going not, forward? Not
1: really, because I think that was determined anyway a number of years ago when you saw the hypocrisy going on. Players were getting paid anyway. You knew it. The NCAA knew it. Everybody knew it. And there's Holmes over there. You know, see him in that car. Nice he,
0: Corvette. Where'd you get that? Making five dollars <laughs> and fifty cents an hour. I remember Sports Illustrated
1: doing a story back in the 1980s on a basketball player from Virginia named Moses Malone. Remember Moses Malone? Oh, yeah. Great star yeah. in the NBA. Never played in college. But in high school he drove around in a Mercedes. And this the title of the story is, Hey Moses, where'd that car come from? Come on. This It won't be hypocrisy now. It'll be the real thing. At least in
0: in, in that regard, you're right. At least it'll be front-facing and the kids that actually deserve it because they're doing all the work or getting the money instead of the rich presidents and ADs of all these universities getting the blowbacks that way. So, yeah, at least it's going in the hands of the guys that deserve it. If there's money to be made, it needs to be going to the right people. Almost every
1: player I've ever run into at whatever college, including local ones here, Talked about going into their lockers, opening up. And there's a couple hundred bucks in there. All of a sudden, come
0: on, that's going to cease because these players are going to get a direct payment. Yep. Yeah. Now, if you're an alma mater and you got some big checkbooks, make sure and make the payment out to the correct school. <laughs> uh, last but not least, we've got the trade talks happening every single day. There's all kinds of pitching moves going on, players. We got some big stars out by me Moving Well, showing
1: Otani is the big name. He's the free agent out there, is probably going to get a contract of in north of five hundred million dollars a year, somewhere around what Patrick Mahomes got. Because this guy's a, a tremendous superstar. But who is going to get him? That's the key. The teams in the running now, the overwhelming favorites, the Dodgers. Los Angeles has already had conversations with Otani and he seems to be leaning in that direction. Probably wants to stay on the West Coast. But the toronto blue jays are also in the hunt why because one of otani's best friends plays for the toronto blue jays the angels that's the ball club that otani's been playing for ever since he's been in the united states they are considered to be in the hunt and the san francisco giants they are the top four the betting odds however are on the dodgers to win
0: basketball bears on the road last night in tennessee how are they doing well they gave a
1: great fight to Middle tennessee state but The Blue Raiders, the host team in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, won the game by a score of 77-73 in overtime. Big factor is this. Bears got great games from Donovan Clay and Alston Mason. Those guys were scoring very well. Bears shot better. They shot 40%. They're capable of doing just that. Trailed by 15 points in the second half, but made a big-time rally and caught Middle Tennessee State at the buzzer, tied the game, and sent it into overtime, and in that extra period, the extra five minutes that they played, the Bears just couldn't get their key shots to fall. The Blue Raiders got pretty good, pretty good foul effort, although the Bears went to the foul line more times than Middle Tennessee State did on the Blue Raiders' home court. But the bottom line is a 77-73 loss for the Missouri State Bears, who now come home on Saturday to play their second straight Conference USA team, Middle Tennessee State's Conference USA, which is a league that many fans around here would like the Bears to go to. I'm not sure I'm in agreement with that. But uh, the uh, the other team coming in Saturday, Sam Houston State, and the Bears beat them down in Texas last year. So a little payback is in order for the Bearcats coming in here for a 6 o'clock game on Saturday evening.
0: Exciting stuff. Unfortunate, but I still believe they're having a great season. Well, last but they, not least. They will, yeah. they will have one. Chiefs definitely took a little bit of a dive in the NFL power rankings after losing in Wisconsin on Sunday night. We have talked about this time and
1: again. The power rankings, folks, mean nothing. They are a discussion point for the media, discussion point for the fans, and the Chiefs did. They dropped down to sixth place. The San Francisco 49ers, as you might expect, number one, Baltimore Ravens two, Philadelphia Eagles three, and the Chiefs in sixth. A count on this. It doesn't mean a thing. Number one. And number two, that's not where the Chiefs are going to end up. They're too good a team for that, but nonetheless, they are in sixth in the power rankings at the moment, and (laughs) from a mental standpoint, that's got to be a perhaps motivating factor for the the red and the white.
0: That's where I liked where the red and gold live is when people start to underestimate us. And that, my friends, is what I believe. It's red and gold, baby. That's what I believe. Red and and gold. They used to be red and white. No, that's always red and gold. Always. Red and gold. Maybe you're getting confused what? with the green and white. No. Your no, no, own no, no. Team. what kind of uniforms did the Chiefs? Well, base colors wear? base they colors are white, white. Weren't they? But where's that gold's in there too? Buddy. Red and gold, baby. All right. Red and gold. <laughs> you're talking to a chief a member, a full-fledged member of the kingdom, Ned. All right, speaking of that, uh Chiefs are going to face the Bills, and I don't care who you are or what you just lost, it's always gonna be a battle against that AFC AFC north contender it has me concerned
1: because the bills have not had a good year and yet when they play the chiefs it's always a war and buffalo will come in ready the kansas city chiefs are favored by three points in this game all right that that's pretty good but three points is really the home field advantage so in essence what the bookies are saying is this game's from a strength standpoint is a tie it's even up All right, that's about the way we view this one. This will be late Sunday afternoon. Of course, it'll be heard right here on 104.7 The Cave, starting with Ned Talk at 5 o'clock. I I beg your pardon, at uh, 1 o'clock. And then, indeed, we have some pretty doggone good football coming up. I think the, the Chiefs
0: and the Bills will be a very good football game. Agree with that, and maybe that's why we were caught sleeping in Green Bay, because we were looking towards that game. Another example where we were looking ahead when we should have been looking right in front of us. Ned, we got... A lot more sports to talk about tomorrow. I will see you then, sir.